Hey, before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to let you know that our course and coaching program called Youth Ministry Growth Accelerator now offers a three-month and six-month payment plan, which makes enrolling easier than ever. Just head over to growyouryouthministry.com and sign up today. And as an added bonus, if you join by Friday, May 17th, we're offering a free student leadership launch workshop, which will help you build and launch your student leadership team from the ground up. I can't wait to see you in the program so we can start accelerating the growth of your youth ministry today. All right, let's get into the episode. Are you looking for some simple and fun ways to keep your students engaged during the sermon? Well, then stick around because that's what we're talking about today on the Ministry Coach Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ministry Coach Podcast, where we bring you weekly tips and tactics to help you fast-track the growth and health of your youth ministry. My name is Jeff Lascola. This is... Kristen Lascola. And I know a lot of you youth pastors might struggle a little bit with keeping your students engaged and well-behaved. So that's kind of what we're talking (laughs) about today, just sort of being able to incentivize them um, without, you know, just flat out giving them cash or something to really pay attention, <laughs> but to really focus on the message and, you know, kind of be present while you're, while you're giving your message and for your whole program. Correct. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, this episode's not going to be around discipline. So like, oh, what do you do if kids are talking during your message? That could be a totally separate episode. Yeah. Today, we're talking more about how do you incentivize engagement, okay. I guess, and making sure kids are bringing their Bibles and engage with what you're doing and listening and more some tips and tricks for that. Okay. And so we we skipped a week because yeah. we had the stomach flu. <laughs> so if you were wondering why there was not an episode released last Thursday and you were like, because some people will tell us like, I look forward to Thursdays because it's always a fresh episode. Right. We've been really consistent with that. Um, but we've not been consistent about getting ahead. It's literally like week to week. Well, yeah. And then all of a sudden when you're the puking and pooping, flew, just like <laughs> ravages, like literally like our daughter got it, our other daughter got it, she got it, I got it. I was like, bink, 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 bink in a matter of hours. Yeah, it was yeah. horrible. So we we were doing a lot of puking <laughs> and pooping and pooping and puking. It was, it was bad. I could not trust a fart. For at least 48 hours. <laughs> for those of you who are joining us for the first time, <laughs> if you're getting value out of this episode, make sure you hit like and subscribe. So, all right, let's get going. Okay, here, here we, we go. go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. <laughs> so this actually came from a question that a listener had. Yeah. It was Sherry. And Sherry said, hi, Kristen. Do you have any ideas about a rewarding system in the class so that we keep the kids engaged, behaved while we are giving the lesson? So we answered this mostly, like I said, with the mindset of wanting to engage and we could do a discipline episode another time. And so I wrote her about six things that I think could help that are just sort of tips that I incorporate to keep kids engaged and excited. And the first one is I really love when students bring their Bible mm. 
And I think bringing a Bible is a level of engagement. And a lot of times I'll be like, all right, who like brought their Bible? And they'll just pull their phone out. And not that I'm like, oh, you can't use a digital device for, no, you can use it, but you just don't get credit for it Mm. because I feel like there was nothing intentional about you remembering your phone when you went to church. Like you take it everywhere with you. But when you bring your Bible with you, that was intentional. Like I'm here and I'm ready to learn. And so if they bring their Bibles, they get something called a Bible buck. That is a creative name. Is that like a shroot buck? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Worth about the same amount? Uh Uh-huh. No. Okay. So I make these like fake dollar bills, obviously. And where the face for the president would be, I put one of my leaders like making a funny face or something. And so every weekend, if they bring their Bible, they get to go to the sound booth and they get a Bible buck. Well, if you get 10 Bible bucks, you get a gift card to the habit. So you might have a fast food place in your area that will give you certificates to give away. Like they do it at libraries Mm -hmm. or schools, like for reward systems. So I just have a big stack of habit gift cards. And when a kid reaches 10, I fill out the gift card for them and they get Hmm. to get a free kid's meal at the habit, which is pretty cool. And then if they get 20 Bible bucks, they get a free youth ministry shirt, like Mm. our chaos youth ministry shirt, they get to have one for free, which by the way, I just ordered two from you. Oh, okay. You better get started on on that. Yeah. (laughs) Because they need them. And so that's just one like engagement thing, like just makes it a little more fun to bring your Bible. The second thing I told her is once we have the Bibles, like, so if the kids didn't bring their Bible, then they can go borrow a Bible. I have just a bunch of loner Bibles that they can grab. And then we start out every lesson with Bible drills. And that I, I used to do it a lot. And then I kind of stopped and now I'm starting it up again and the kids really do like it. Mm. So I have a big bucket of candy that's engagement right there. (laughs) Anything you do where they could potentially win a candy, they're already all about it. So I feel like this is what really draws them into the front now. Like something's going on up here, like, and then we kind of go into the lesson and they're like, Oh, like, I I mean, they were already paying attention. So Bible drills, very simple. You pick a verse Romans eight, 28, the first person to look it up and start reading it. They get a piece of candy and I usually do about three or four and that just kind of gets them warmed up. Then Mm -hmm. we pray before the lesson. So I think that's one of those things that it's like, cost me almost nothing, but it's just that one extra step of engagement with Mm -hmm. the lesson. And like I said, junior hires love candy. Yeah. So they'll do anything. And then another thing I told her is keeping kids engaged for a message. I feel like no matter how good of a speaker you are, it can be a challenge. And so I think trying to do a 45 minute message for youth is just like probably not realistic. So my third tip for her was I try to go for 25 minutes on the weekends and about 10 or 15 minutes midweek. Mm -hmm. And so I think shorter messages just challenge you also to get to the point Mm -hmm. and say things concisely and clearly when you know you don't just get to like flap your yap for a while. Flap your yap. Is that a saying? It is now. Flap your yap. Flap your gums. I've heard that. I don't know. I think it's flap your yap. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) anyways so like just you know we can drone on as pastors and just watching that time and know like 
Like you used to always say that to me, like land the plane, land the plane, because I would like just get going and I think it's <laughs> getting really good. You know, like things are heating up and I'm feeling energetic. Toward Meanwhile, the end of there's a, a line of like 20 parents <laughs> like, lined up at the door. Hello, for their kids. <laughs> we're done, you know, and I'm thinking like, nope, the Holy Spirit's moving. Let's talk. <laughs> but sometimes we need a reality check, pastors, that we might be the only ones who are actually thinking we're interesting in those moments. So I feel like keeping the time short and knowing, like, I feel like when kids are like, I have no clue when this is going to end, like this could go on all day. As far as I know, like they don't really have a frame of reference a lot of times for like, Oh, like the game is 15 minutes. They just are like, I know what comes next, but they're not. So if they know, like, how to predict like, okay, I have to listen till 1125. I think it's a little bit easier to know, (laughs) like, this is predictable. Like, this is what I expect. Like the game goes till nine, this goes till 915, this goes till 930 or whatever your time is, but try to keep your message times pretty consistent. And that I think helps with the engagement of the listener. And then a fourth tip I gave her was change up who is speaking. So a lot of you are probably the only teaching pastor in your ministry. And Mm -hmm. so you're like, well, it's just me. And I know that can be really hard, but I think when it's just the same voice every week, especially here's what I learned a long time ago, because I was the only person on stage for the entire program <laughs> because it, I was a staff of one and I didn't have a lot of leaders. Why is that so I'm funny? I'm picturing an encanto where he puts the pail on his head. <laughs> oh. Hello, I'm Jorge. <laughs> Hello, I'm afraid I'm... of nothing. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris and I'll be doing your message. I am Jennifer. I'm going to be doing games. <laughs> Pretty much. I would be doing the announcements doing the message, refing the game. And then I would even run back to the tech booth and be like, check out this video. And then I'd like run to the back, push play, <laughs> turn down the lights and then like watch the video. And yet you oh, never, that's over. Click lights on right back to the stage. Wow. Well, that was a funny video, huh guys? <laughs> like I was, Loser. <laughs> Hey, you never did uh, worship, though. That was the one thing you you never... I didn't. <laughs> no. I would play videos in a pinch. Yeah. If I didn't have a worship leader, it'd be like YouTube in some worship. Right. And I would be up there doing hand motions. <laughs> so if you count hand motions, I did worship. But okay. um, that's where you came in. Yeah. Old buddy, old pal. Which was just a slight step up from not doing worship at all. <laughs> <laughs> It's either YouTube or Jeff, guys. What do you want? You do. <laughs> no, you're wrong. It's Jeff tonight. You'll like it. So, yeah, I think when you're a staff of one, it's really hard to be like, oh, wait, now I have to have multiple speakers. Right. But here's here's how you can get creative is if there's anyone in your church who can do a testimony video and you can Mm. film it ahead of time and show it. Or if you have someone in your area, that could be a good guest speaker, someone at your church, that's a good guest speaker. Sometimes you have like random volunteers or parents that are actually great speakers once in a while. They don't want to do it every single week. I've even brought in people from other churches and just said like, Hey, tell us a little bit about 
whatever you're passionate about speaking on. Right. You know, I just think it's more interesting when it's just not you all the time. Yeah. And I think that helps the level of engagement to know um, this week we're going to watch a video. This week it's going to be our youth pastor. This week it's going to be a student testimony. This week it's going to be someone who's an ex Jehovah's Witness mm. and they want to tell us all about that journey. Like make sure you're varying the voices because I think I'll watch my students the way they listen to a guest speaker. I'm like, oh, okay. You guys do know how to listen and be nice. Got it. Right. You know, and I think it's a good cadence change up every yeah. once in a while. So, and you can't take it personally if they're paying attention just because it breaks up the, I hate to say monotony, but it's just something different you pay attention yeah, to. Absolutely. But definitely do your, their, your due diligence of vetting the people that you're, putting up on stage you'll learn that the hard way there was you probably weren't there for this there there's a a very large church in our area i won't name i won't name names but they one time brought up not for the actual sermon but just kind of like a like the pre-sermon kind of like a little devo it was um a newscaster from San Diego, and I don't actually remember his name, but if you saw him, you'd know who it was. But Ron Burgundy. No, yeah. <laughs> Stay classy. It was close to that, but he went up there. Oh, I don't, I don't really exactly know what he was talking about, but at one point he was just saying how, he's like, it's so cow, man. There's, there's so many good looking girls around here. And, you know, you guys, you know, you can look, but you can't touch. You know, you can look all you want. And there was just this, awkward like what <laughs> cut the, the mic heck? cut the sound yes i'm like how did you let this guy up on stage <laughs> it was so so awkward wow so i'm sorry yeah, i make, missed that make sure you know who you're putting on stage really well <laughs> this is a mega church that allowed that wow to happen. wow well it really stuck in your mind yeah, because it was like you could cut that tension with a knife. It was amazing. So awkward, <laughs> Sorry, super awkward. That. Well, so yeah, that's a good point. Make sure you're not having a weirdo, you know, speak. Um, but also, if you, I think I've mentioned this before, like sometimes we use the alpha videos. There is mm. an alpha youth series and you can find it on YouTube or on their website. And sometimes I'll do like a series and then in between a series, I'll do one alpha video mm. and the kids really look forward to it. And that's kind of like this like space in between the two series, like a, like not a dead space, but just like a palate cleanser mm. you know just like oh a new voice or a new rhythm and then we'll start a new series the following week because sometimes it's just like it's just all blends together after a while you know for kids yeah. so um, making sure you're really varying those voices and styles is helpful so that was number four and kind of along those lines number five is changing up the elements while you're speaking so i think if you speak every week it's really hard to feel like creative mm. you know like of doing something a little extra or whatever but trying to change up some kind of element to your speaking something visual um adding in like if you're not used to using Pro presenter slides, add pro presenter slides, mm. add a graphic, add a intro graphic. Like we're doing a series right now called what is love. And so my like associate pastor, he made this like, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me <laughs> with all these like graphics, like 
and that plays like before we go up mm. and it's just kind of a fun little extra easy thing. Or, you know, if there's a video clip that goes along with your message, you know, I haven't done that in a while, but that's kind of fun or like just something that makes it interesting. Or if you can bring in some kind of not like a prop that sounds so cheesy, but it is what it is. I though. remember I did a, a talk for Christmas and it was about revelation and Satan being called the dragon. And it was this whole thing about like, there was a dragon at the nativity scene. And I thought, what a miss. I should have brought our nativity scene and been like, what's missing guys. And then like (laughs) brought the dragon (laughs) and been like, Oh, there we go. Now it's perfect. And I told them that and they were like, Whoa, that's weird. I'm like, yeah, let's read revelation. It talks about it, but I could have just put it up there and it would have been like such a, like, yeah, memorable. Yeah, it would have been. And they would have been super leaned in, I think, in that moment to be like, okay, she has a nativity. Oh, and then she pulls out this giant, like, toy dragon. And I don't know. I really regret that. <laughs> I regret not doing it, to be honest. So stuff like that. I just feel like I have this other illustration I do with, like, a loaf of bread and I have a kid come up and we do this whole thing with it. So if you can think of things that bring people on stage or, or creative, something tangible, a video, something mm-hmm. extra visual, it's just helpful yeah. for engagement. You know, if that's the question, then that is definitely a, an aid for engagement. Also activities, you know, I would include that in there. So like, okay, everyone get a piece of paper. I want you to write down this or that or mm-hmm. okay get with a partner and like if you could just you know facilitate some kind of i mean and that's all part of the learning process too listening is only one dimension of learn of learning mm-hmm. you know but interacting is brings it to just a whole other level i mean people make fun of youth pastors right now about object lessons right. it's like so nerdy from the 90s you know but it's like I don't know. Let's rethink object lessons. It doesn't have to be the, you put the OxyClean in the bowl and now it's all clean, you know, but like there could be some stuff that is totally relevant and not nerdy. You know, I think there's a definitely a way to do it. Yeah. And sometimes the, the whole object lessons or the props, I'm like the youth pastors or pastors in general bring something up on stage. That's like, I don't think we needed to see that to be able to picture that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like it's like a stretch. Right. The, the, that story about the candy cane, which is not biblical at all, but they always, pastors are always trying to make yeah. it, but they'll have a candy cane. It's like, oh, thank goodness you brought a candy cane with you. Because in my mind, I couldn't possibly I don't know. remember. I wouldn't be opposed to that. <laughs> I wouldn't. I think just some, I just like people like... Maybe if you're throwing them out. It's more interesting mm. that you're holding it, I think, rather than just talking about it. Okay. Well, it can be overkill, I think, sometimes. It can. And that's what I'm saying. It's a fine line of, like, don't be cheesy. Yeah. Like, it's not VBS. It doesn't have to be, like... And you're not a magician. You don't have to put but on a show. But if you are, <laughs> lean into that. Big time. <laughs> but if you're not, it's okay. <laughs> so, I don't know. Where can it get more interactive? Yeah. All right. And then the last one here... Uh, my favorite, and I'm pretty good at it. Um, make them laugh, make them <laughs> laugh. Okay. Because I've heard that humor is the universal language <laughs> of what love. <laughs> Everyone understands it. 
laughing. So, I mean, if there, if your talks are just so serious and there's no variation in your communication style, they're going to doze, you know? And when I teach people how to speak, I always say, if you sound the same, the entire message, like people are going to check out and they're going to miss your really important points because your really important points sound exactly the same as your not really important points. Yeah. <laughs> like it all just is like one big, like I have to listen so hard, but if we're giving them cues and in our voice inflection or body language, you know, it's so helpful for them to stay engaged. And so one like specific thing in that is, did they laugh at all during your sermon? And I don't care how serious of a topic you're talking about. I think at some point in that 25 minutes, you can make them laugh. You know, I was imitating the experience of having more or less of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's pretty serious. And I was able to make them laugh. And it wasn't like, let's make everything funny. But it was like, I was trying to give them a visual of it. So I was saying like, you know, if you feel like the Holy Spirit's asking you to do something, and you do it, then you, the Holy Spirit's voice gets louder and louder and louder in your life. And I'm like, but if it, if you ignore it and you stifle it, then you all of a sudden can't hear it. And then I was like, Holy Spirit, I can't hear you. Like I'm doing these voices and they're laughing. And I was like, hello, Holy Spirit. And it was like, so I feel like such an idiot. <laughs> yeah, right now. So this was funny. You said, right. Can we start over? <laughs> <laughs> the voice was funnier than that. <laughs> like if you had to be there then yeah. like you'd know. You would know. What if you're not funny? Um ooh. That's <laughs> rough. <laughs> um well, you don't have to be a comedian, but I think you can even non-funny people can say funny things, right? That's true. You know, like I just feel like there's laughing at least once during a message. I don't know the percentage of how much it increases engagement, but people always feel better and listen. It like renews the listening clock to me. Hmm. So it's like, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm getting bored. I have a good (laughs) laugh. And then I feel like that clock resets. All right. I'll give you another two minutes. You know what I mean though? I, I feel like it really refreshes that battery of your listening capacity. And so if it, cause all of a sudden it got your attention and right. you had fun for a moment. And they always say like laughter is like exercise for your like insides. And so it's just like, feels good. Ah, okay. And then you can like listen again. But if it's just like listening, 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 that your energy is going down, down, right. down, down. The longer you listen, the less energy the listener has. Mm. So the it's laughter a change of pace. It kind of breaks it up, resets the battery. Yeah. And so I don't know if you're not funny. It's very hard if you're not. But I don't think you have to be like a silly like bleh, comedian. But I think there's <laughs> like things that you can creatively bring an element of humor to. Uh, try to see the humor in something or you know, self-deprecation is hilarious. So if you've ever failed, just tell them about it. Tell a story of how you failed in an area, you know, that you're talking about, or, um, you know, like, I think, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to not be funny. So I don't know how to help you. (laughs) What if you made them cry instead? (laughs) 
any emotion will do. <laughs> make them angry. Make them sad. Make them anything but bored. No, but really, um, if you can add an element of yeah. humor sprinkled in, and I think well-timed humor in sermons is really important. But if you look back at your sermon, you're like, we just like, no, it was like pen to paper and we were passionate and we just did that the whole time. It's like, I think you can be effective, passionate, serious about the gospel and like be, what is the word? Kind of like aware enough to know like this, there, there, we're just human. There's like mm. elements of here that are just funny, you yeah. know? So, and maybe that's an art and maybe that's harder for some people, you know, than others. And you're like, I'm just not a funny person, but try to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I didn't think you were going to ask me that. Oh, well, I did, and you answered it. <laughs> well, if you guys have any <laughs> recommendations for some of the things that have worked for you in your, your youth ministry, make sure you leave them in the comments below. But right now we're going to do a question of the day, which is, what is the most embarrassing concert you have ever been to? Well, I guess if I had to answer that, I'm... Not that embarrassed I went, but I know it's embarrassing. The Backstreet Boys. <laughs> um, and you want to know what's crazy? Mandy Moore opened for them and nobody knew who she I was. was. Say, did you know who, who she was? No, it was like this girl and she like sang a couple songs and we were like, get off the stage. <laughs> we want the Backstreet Boys. Like, great. Yay, yay, yay. You're beautiful. Go. And so my sister and I, when she went to Biola, we went up to LA. I met her up there. We went to the Backstreet Boys. <sighs> Changed our lives. But anytime <laughs> I told anyone that, I got the feeling I should be embarrassed. So <laughs> maybe that was the most embarrassing one. <laughs> I saw Tony Bennett with my parents. I don't think I know who that is. He is, I think, still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've heard the name, but I couldn't tell you one thing he sings. Uh, it's something about... Love. <laughs> yeah. No, like... The ocean. Like... Frank Sinatra, one of the crooners. I okay. can't even think of what he's something about left my heart in San Francisco. That's ah. his yeah. I think that's his ah, biggest. Yes. I was hit. about to start seeing it, but I can't remember how it goes. Yeah. So it wasn't my choice I to go left there, but my heart. I don't remember it. I just remember like just thinking like, let's just end this. <laughs> <laughs> Me, mom, dad, Tony Bennett, and the Sizzler. What a date night. Hey, don't knock Sizzler. All right, we're going to do a comment of the day. This comes from Leah Halstead, who says, My husband recently got hired as a youth pastor at our church, and this podcast has truly lit a flame inside of us to grow our youth group into the best it can be. So thankful for the Aww. great ideas and advice y'all give. Woo! Thank you, that Leah. That was awesome. We appreciate that. If you guys got a lot of value out of this episode, whether it was because of the barf talk or in the beginning or just something. And the poop talk. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> make sure you hit like and subscribe. If you're listening on our podcast, make sure you subscribe there as well. And we would love for you to leave a review. It would mean the world to us. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. We'll and we will see, see you, you next time. Next time. <laughs>